the free for all roundtable round two on round two, we say good morning to Patrick Brown. He is the mayor of Brampton. Karima Sad is a Toronto lawyer and News Talk 1010 trivia show host, and sometimes in this chair. Uh, Jason Agnew is here as well. And Jason, um, you were—I mean, you're a huge Blue Jays fan, so you must be pleased that in the home opener they won what, ten to nine? Well, no, it wasn't, wasn't the home, home opener, opener, John. Yeah. It was the, the, the opener. season opener. Yes. We got to wait a little bit for the home opener because, you know, Skydome's being renovated. But yeah, this was a really good indication of the Blue Jays team this year. Ten runs without a home run taking place. They're, they're I was going to say a better defensive team, you know, uh, but the pitching did lack yesterday. The bullpen still needs a little bit of work, but it was a fun one to watch, and you'd never even know there was a pitch clock with a game at this length, which is quite funny in itself. But 19 runs will do that, too. Yeah. yeah, and most runs in what? It, the, most hits. Okay, Nix is making all sorts of trivial distinctions here that'll probably end up in useless information at some point. Well, it's the most hits in opening day in franchise Blue Jays hand, franchise history. Okay, on a day ending. 19 hits. Okay, and uh, without dwelling on this for forever, I just thought it was kind of fun that a uh, player for the rival team actually sang the national anthem. For the musical stylings of uh, Adam Wainwright, who's in his final season, I might add. Uh, let's start digging into the big stories of the day. And actually, I want to start with uh, the story Jerry was referencing, and that is Doug Ford lashing out at the federal environment minister. Now, we know that the provinces don't really like the carbon tax, and they don't like a lot of the environmental rules, but this does seem a little untoward. Oh, boy, that guy's a real piece of work, isn't he? But anyways, you know, all, all he's about is I find it ironic we want to do EV vehicles, and we have a great relationship with the federal government. And I differentiate the, the leadership of Christia Freeland and uh, Dominic LeBlanc versus uh, this other, other minister. <laughs> he doesn't even remember his name. He's talking like me. <laughs> Patrick Brown, I mean, you're a sitting politician. You're not really supposed to get personal like that. Well, you know, I think it's a misfire on Gibo's part in the sense that his opponent is the poly of conservatives. It isn't Doug Ford. Doug Ford's not his his opponent. And right now, the federal government has probably a better relationship than anyone imagined with um, the Ford government. And, you know, when he references, you know, the work they're doing um, together, I, I've seen it in Brampton. You know, we've got the Stellantis deal where, where 3,000 jobs, auto jobs were saved because they're now being transferred into electric production. That's a federal-provincial partnership. The provincial government just did the Magna deal where they're producing electric vehicles. So there's a lot of collaboration between the federal and provincial governments right now on the environmental file, something that I think five years ago when Ford was elected premier, no one would have ever predicted in their wildest uh, imaginations that, that Trudeau and Ford would be working so well together. And so I think it's odd the approach that Gibo has has taken because it's inconsistent with their approach that uh, Dominic LeBlanc and Christopher Freeland, who 
you know, speak quite positively of, of Ford. So it's, I, I think it's probably just a misstep on Gibo's part. Karima, this arises out of the fact that Doug Ford has been critical of the carbon tax. I'll never quite be able to wrap my head around the fact that um, environmentalism actually started not with a bunch of crazy hippies. It was a very conservative approach to things because conservatives want to keep the world the way it is. Now, um, they're almost reflexively against environmental issues. Yes, uh, it's highly politicized, right? And I think that that does a disservice to everyone where we aren't actually focused on what is a better world and outcome for everyone. Um, and, And I think it's, you know, if we look at Doug Ford's track record, especially earlier on um, in his first premiership, um, you know, it involved canceling these rebates for electric cars. So when he says that I would go toe to toe with anyone on my record, um, that's, you know, hollow. And and we also know that he doesn't debate. So it's kind of a, it has a wrestling promo feel to it, all of this. Yeah. And actually, I I think both Doug Ford mentioned and Patrick Brown, you mentioned that uh, things have actually been fairly cut between the provincial and federal governments. But Jason, this was a rare contretemps. Yeah, a, a wrestling promo right around WrestleMania weekend. How appropriate for uh, Ford to do this. Um, but, you, you know, this is we're at the point where the green economy is the actual economy. And you look at things happening at the Ford plant in Oakville or St. Thomas and Volkswagen. And right now, all of those things make sense for the provincial government to boast and push in Ontario. So all of a sudden, being environmental means being economical as well. So this, uh, this the, and, and as far as the comment goes, that's kind of from Ford's playbook no yeah no well actually the first ford i because the new mm. ford is much more lovable but anyway let's keep oh, moving he's back to being the first ford now haven't you got that feeling recently john well it's very much like that uh bugs bunny cartoon it's basically jekyll and hyde um listen the uh, federal liberals have decided that the best person to be the interim ethics commissioner is the sister-in-law of a sitting cabinet minister karima i'll start with you i just i don't know how something like that comes up in a room and everybody goes, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I guess the justification um, to my understanding is that this person has been um, in that office and sort of second in command for quite some time. So this was a logical progression. Um, But to me, what this, you know, says or reveals or indicates is how cozy, um, I I think it can get in sort of the bureaucracy and politics world, Um, because I could never imagine a situation where a relative of my, like I would even be in a position of conflict like that. And I think that's true for most Canadians. Um, So there really is that this underscores a a class divide. Okay. Although, you know, devil's advocate for a second, Jason Agnew, there are families where, you know, they're just, they're in politics, they're in the civil service, they get appointments, and it's not nepotism, it's because it's in their blood, and it's part of their, you know, it was their training, they're qualified for the job. I believe you're sounding a little bit like Jerry Agar right now, John, because I I think that was his point coming up in the next hour. So I'm curious to hear what he has to say, because maybe there is a point. But just reading a headline, this does look bad. Patrick Brown, should being related to somebody in elected office be disqualifying for high civil service? Well, I I think when you're reviewing the ethics of um, 
uh, the, the political class in, in Ottawa, um, it is disqualifying. But what is odd about this is normally for these officers of parliament, it requires all party consent. And so if anything, why are the other political parties not doing that research as well? Um, you know, the, the, the applicant should have made that clear and transparent. But you know, there's something odd about this in the sense that how it, how we arrived at this, maybe it's because it's an interim position, but normally every position like this, whether it's an ethics uh, commissioner or integrity commissioner, it, it, it is a committee of parliament with all, all parties represented that pick it together so that you don't have issues where one party can say, you know, can claim favoritism. Uh, we have breaking news that we've just learned via Twitter. Aaron O'Toole, former leader of the federal conservatives, is going to quit as an MP at the end of the spring session. I don't know if anybody has any trenchant thoughts. Karima Sad, I always said of Aaron O'Toole because I liked him, but the problem for conservatives was that John Moore likes Aaron O'Toole. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it may be your fault. Um, I, I guess it, the resignation that came about during the convoy. Um, uh, was was really it, it it signaled an end so i guess i'm not entirely surprised um but wish him well in his endeavors jason agnew i was sitting in the leader's row as a guest at the opening at the uh, speech by joe biden so i was facing the conservative caucus and at one point Aaron O'Toole looked over and i could read his lips he said wtf <laughs> well, Aaron O'Toole, John, is someone, you know, I pose the the question about who was the leader at this time on the trivia show all the time, and it's normally a wrong answer on Sundays. He's quite forgettable. There you go. Patrick Brown, I don't know if you know him personally, but uh, yeah, I mean, he seems yeah, like a good and decent man. Yeah, I know Aaron well, and I think he is a good man. I think he tried to moderate um, the party, handled, you know, difficult issues, especially during the during the freedom convoy when there was much of the membership that wanted to take a very different approach and so i think it's unfortunate for par parliament i think you want people like aaron o'toole in parliament but i'm sure he um has found a, a job that has significantly better compensation you know he was on bay street before and i expect to see him return closer to 1010 um, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, is going to be fingerprinted, mugshotted, and I imagine probably not perp-walked. I think that's gone out of style. Um, but Jason Agnew, for those people who don't like Donald Trump and for those who would prefer he be sidelined in the upcoming presidential race, it's quite the development. Are we not done with this? <laughs> I just feel like, we, can this not be over at this point? I, you know, I'm with you, John. I, I, I think that Trump's day is done. We're, we're not going to see this run happening. If it is, sure, it might be an independent, but this is this is over. Let's put this to bed. Let's stop talking about this guy. It's enough. Although Kareem is sad. I mean, there's five civil and criminal things circling him. This is just the beginning of the odyssey. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, definitely an interesting post-presidency, and, and he's still vying for his next shot. Um, I, I think that, you know, this will obviously entrench division further because his support base are not going to be convinced that this isn't politically motivated and will, you know, take to the streets is is my expectation. Patrick Brown, even for those who would like to see Donald Trump held to account for his many sins, this is kind of penny ante. It's yeah, you know, I'd say one is not over. And people thought that was over four years ago. And 
he and you know he is still very much present this may help him and don't forget he's not just vying for the republican nomination he's leading in all the polls and so you know i think this may motivate um his supporters who believe his claims that you know everything against him is political in some odd way um i think this is going to give more momentum to his his claims Thanks a lot. Good to have you all. Jason Agnew will be back on Sunday morning with the trivia show, Karima Sad and Patrick Brown. And what I keep comparing Donald Trump's status to is this is just moments before they throw a bucket of water onto the Wicked Witch of the West. And as soon as they do, everyone's going to go, oh, okay, now we can say something mean. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Catch the roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.